Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, everybody? Worlds collide back again, and boy, do we have a doozy of an episode today. Tony, how's it going? Talk about an impromptu uh, recording tonight, man. We're going to be totally, <laughs> totally impromptu. We we did not have. Here's the thing: we did not have anything planned, and me nope. and you both got caught up in some stuff on Twitter, which we have one of those guests today. Yeah. And then we saw people replying, "Hey, we want you guys to record a podcast." So guess what? If that's what you guys want, that's what you're going to get. And before we start off any further. I have a very uh, apropos prop for you guys watching the video. There can only be one king, and I just got this in today. So. <laughs> He's the real. For, the, for those listening to the audio version, he just put up a, 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 pro, a wrestling all-star Jerry the King Lawler autographed version of it. It's awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. All right. So our guest today, we have invited two people on. This was going to be our first versus, like a almost like a rap battle or a virtual cage match, however you want to, <laughs> however you want to say it. But we've got uncle Danny, who most of you guys have probably seen on Twitter. Got an, he has an amazing collection. We're going to just turn it over to him. Uh, Danny, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? How's it going, fellas? So basically I got into cords uh, and, and into wrestling probably when I was like seven, eight years old. Uh, the first match that I ever went to was an Andre the Giant match in 1989. My father brought me. It was in Madison Square Garden. And then I just got hooked to the wrestling. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Texas Tornado, Macho Man. Uh, who doesn't, man? Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> I used to get all the wrestling cards. Uh, like uh, There was like the blue packs. I think it was like the 1990 Classic. I used to buy the packs. Uh, I used to have wrestling parties for like nice. summer <laughs> WrestleMania. It just it just brought me back to like, like when I was younger, it was just so much fun. Everybody was into wrestling. Hulk Hogan was like Michael Jordan to everybody. Uh, Macho Man. It was just, it was just such a fun time compared to what the world is now. True. And complicated it is. And with social media and just all the bragging and everything. It just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it brings like collecting anything just brings you back to a simple time and it brings me back to a very good time in my life so i did collect up until and i'm 38 now so i collected from say 1990 to 2001 until i was a senior in high school i was going to college so i was like you know what it's time to like put the hobby to rest and you know go yeah, out more important things going on when you're in college exactly. <laughs> but this is not that kind of a show <laughs> no or you know going out doing what you got to do so I stopped cold turkey, uh, and I only collected really basketball and baseball. Those are the big, you know, when we were younger, and you know, that's what we cl- we all collected. All my friends collected. Uh, there was a local court store uh, in Manalapan that we all used to go to. So when I stopped, I you know for I took like a probably about a ten year hiatus. Then I got back in 2011, and I was heavy into the basketball cards through 2014 until I got married because then I was like, okay, this hobby is really expensive. I just bought a house. I'm like, it's time to just stop because it was getting, it was actually getting expensive and, and stuff like that. Actually, my wife bought me from our wedding, like as a wedding gift, 
when we got married, uh, Joe Namath rookie BVG five and the Will Chamberlain rookie PSA six. That was her wedding gift to me. Nice. So that's why you put that's why you put a, a ring on that one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been always into the cards. I always like collecting. So I I stopped again because it was getting really expensive, and I I just stopped cold turkey. So fast forward to 2020, the pandemic. And I, I didn't know it was going to be like this two years later. So what did it start? March of 2020. I was like, all right, we're going to be in for a little bit. Uh, so I just started going on eBay. eBay's really addictive. And I was dabbling again with the basketball cards up until about June, July of 2020. And I started seeing these wrestling cards pop up. And it was the wrestling all-stars. And I remember seeing one on auction. It was like a Hulk Hogan 1982 Series A autograph card. And it went for like, I don't know, maybe $1,500. I was like, wow. I was like, these cards have some value. So I had no idea anything about wrestling cards. But I started, I Googled like that set. And I saw like there was all these like famous guys in it. So I'm like, this must be the set. And then. I'll bet you it was WrestlingTradingCards.com. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. <laughs> yeah, no, so. So that's what happened. I just, I was like, it just caught my attention. And the basketball cards, I was, in, I was pretty heavy into the basketball cards, but I was like, this has my heart. This brings me back to like when my grandfather used to take me to the wrestling matches. This brings me back to when I was eight, nine years old and I was watching wrestling with my friends and having all these parties. It just brought me back to such a great time. So I started looking up the set of the All-Stars and then I, I went on Instagram and I just put it in like, the filter like tag and I just wanted to see what pictures came up and then I came across David Peck and his amazing collection and I started hitting him up on Instagram and Twitter and then he kind of showed me like what to collect and then I went I bought a Hulk Hogan auto rookie uh 82 all-stars just authentic I bought it Ric Flair I'll show it to you now I still have that one guy uh, came with props love it yep so video, I bought, video version gets the benefit. Yep. This was the second card I bought. It was a PSA nice. 7. And then I bought an Andre the Giant PSA 7. So I went pretty heavy. I spent, I don't know, you know, maybe four or $5,000, maybe $4,000 on the three cards. And I was good. I just wanted a little taste. And I was good. Then what happened was probably August, September, I was on, I was on Twitter. And then everyone's just starting to post their cards. I'm like, wow, I want to get a Sergeant Slaughter. I want to get uh, Jimmy Snuka. I want to get Tony Atlas. And then it just, it just snowballed. And then what happened was uh, this guy, a good friend of mine, Frankie Saints, he's on Twitter. Yep. He has a yep. Like, Love that yep. guy. He's got an impressive yep. collection. Such a nice guy. He, I, he posted, I don't know, he started to sell on Twitter and he posted something about like a Heart Foundation card and Ultimate Warrior card. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll buy them. And then we just started chatting. And he's like, well, I might be interested in selling some of the All-Stars. So I bought the Kerry. I'll show you the Kerry. Uh, that's uh, a tough one. That's a tough uh, one, man. Cards. Hold on a second. So this was like the big card that I bought off him, like one of the first big cards. Man, uh, that looks great. That's such a beautiful card, man. <laughs> it's a top pop uh, Kerry Auto. Very rare. He's considered the key guy in the 82B set. That's the key card. So then what happened? was it it was i just kept buying and buying and i was dealing with i dealt with frankie i bought a lot of stuff from frankie then there's this there was this guy dominic whose whole team used to collect the sets of the 82a 82b and then the 83 
And then I think he hit a brick wall and he just ended up selling all his stuff on eBay. So I must have won 20 or 30 cards, maybe 30 cards off, off eBay auction, spent a lot of money. And then I filled out the rest of the sets from Frankie, uh, from this guy, Joe Hammond, a couple of random guys on eBay and obviously Rob England. I bought some stuff from. So, and then it's, and then I actually ended up with, there's 108 cards in the three all-star sets and I have 101 autograph. Nice. That's, that's impressive. And I did it in four months and it, that's you know, even I, more impressive. <laughs> really? And, and I'm really proud of it because it just, it's cards that I'll just never sell. I love the community yep. so much. So many nice people. You guys are awesome. I follow you guys on Thank Twitter. You. I met this guy, Jamie Wallace. Jamie's He's another, awesome. another stud. <laughs> yeah. Really. WCW set. That's a really cool set. Obviously I talked about Frankie, uh, Dominic who sold me the cards was great. David Peck is, uh, has an, just an amazing collection. Joey Graben. There are just a lot of nice guys. You know, and and unfortunately, the former king Robin. So. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wow. stop you right there. We're All gonna right. stop you right there, there so we can kind of give a little bit of a background. So Tony messages me, and I was busy. I didn't even have my phone on sure. me at the time. And he's like, "Hey, did you see what's going on?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Well, we got tagged in something. You should check it out." So I went and looked at it, and I was like, "What in the world is going on with these two? <laughs> the next thing I know, we've got people saying, "Hey, you need to have them both come on." world's collide podcast and hash it out in the steel cage on the podcast i'm like all we hear is a virtual ding 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 and yep. <laughs> introducing yep <laughs> and you know we like to give people a platform on here to talk about wrestling cards and anything they like and don't like that has to do with the hobby we invited both of you on rob could not make it he does have a legitimate reason just getting that out there and being transparent so we're going to try to get him on at another at another point but right now i'm going to turn Turned over to you so you can give us the full backstory of whatever's going on between you guys and who's the real king. Well, uh, and the reason why I'm interested in this too is because we got tagged in this, and I mentioned it to you in a, in a text, man. We got tagged in this, and I'm like, I missed all the previous yes. stuff that had happened there. I just got tagged and like, well, looks like I've been blocked, you know, by the you know by the former king, you know, and it's what the what the post was, and uh, and then I just like, what the hell happened here? I'm like trying to follow on. Like wow, these are some these are some these are some shots, man. Shots are being fired. Well, and, uh, but I saw no al- response. Let me also say that uh, when you when we got this idea, obviously people want to hear this. I don't, you know, I didn't want to throw you or Rob under the bus Absolutely unless I not. unless I feel that you legitimately deserve it, and then I will throw you under the bus. <laughs> but I think I, I wanted to get you guys on to hash it out or at least talk about it for education purposes, whether it's positive or negative. The more just information we can get out there, be it bad actors in the hobby, misunderstandings, card information, it doesn't matter. It's all about information. So with all that being said, what Tony said, we both missed out on it. Turn it over to you. (laughs) Okay, so I'm back now. Yeah, so Rob, I met Rob, let's say uh, two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. I I met him on, I guess, maybe I bought like a random like Sergeant Slaughter, uh, all sorts of auto off him on eBay. And then he said, oh, message me on Instagram. You know, I got all these cards, you know, save on eBay, please, whatever, whatnot. So then, you know, fast forward, you know, I wasn't a threat to him. Rob is a very competitive guy. He has has really good stuff. Um, Very, very, very competitive. So what happened with Rob was I started dabbling with the all-stars. You know, I maybe had eight or 10 of the 108. And what happened was Dom, it was just a perfect storm because a lot of these big guys, I call it the old guard, they mm-hmm. don't sell each other. 
because they're all kind of competitive with each other. Mm-hmm. So I was new blood. So yep. I relationships. Uh, Frankie's a very dear friend of mine. Uh, I was cool with Rob. Uh, obviously, Dom, I won a lot of auctions. And then I bought some just random cards, fill in gaps from other guys. And I made a couple trades. And what happened with Rob was the first disagreement. Now, I didn't like ever love Rob because I always thought it was weird. He called himself the king. Obviously, I'm now the king. Now, but <laughs> for those for those who can't see, you know, it's an audio version. Uh, uh, Uncle Danny here is just like really taking an open wound and throwing some salt in it by wearing hey. a king shirt. <laughs> it's, pro, it's pro wrestling. It's, it's you got to go pro with wrestling, it. man. He is living the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my heel. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So so what happened was Rob. You know, I I thought he was a little strange, like calling himself the king and just like like. <laughs> he was almost like the movie Jim Carrey, the Cable Guy, like, and he thought like like in a dream, and he thinks it's real. Like I want to shake him. This is a hobby. You're not in a movie. You're not a wrestler. You're not signing autographs in a parking lot. You're not, you're, you're just an average, you know, 46 year old man who lives in, I don't know, Sacramento, California. So, you know, short story, you know, uh, going back to the cards. So I just started Dom. It was just a perfect storm. I just went, I sold a lot of my basketball, not a lot, maybe, I don't know, I'd say $25,000 worth. And then I started buying from Dom, from Frankie and all these cards. And then I saw that I was close to the set. So the first set I completed was the 1983 all-star set. Now, this is where me and Rob had contention. This is a chord that Rob wanted. It's a Bob Sweeten uh, All-Stars 1983 authentic card. Now, Rob was the underbidder on that card. He bid almost $1,000 on the card and lost. Frankie, at the end, within 10 seconds left of eBay, you know how auctions work, he sniped in, won the card. So this is a, this is a set buster, that card. So you really can't complete the set without that court. It's the only known slab Bob Sweeten in the PSA registry. There's not even one in Beckett. I'm not saying there's not another one in the world. I can't say that. But the only one slab that we all know of. So then what happened was uh, Rob tried to trade for that card from Frankie. And he wasn't really willing to give up anything good. I swooped in, got it. And then, I, and then what happened was, I ended up posting it on Twitter because I was happy. Everybody's braggadocious. Everybody's out there flexing yeah. their stuff, man. You're flexing. If you, you know, again, I'm not really a braggadocious guy, but like on Twitter, I just like to, I like, I like seeing other people's <laughs> well, I'm going to stop you right there because I wouldn't know you're not a braggadocious kind of guy yeah. based on this twit, twit, tweet battle going on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, <laughs> but also, also, I want to say that if we don't have people out there showing off cards, how are people going to know about them? Exactly. 100%. Yeah, and I'm not really like a show off in real life. I just like to show the cards. Also, I like seeing people's cards. Right. I like like when I like seeing David Peck or Frankie or any of these guys, Jamie completing a set. I'm, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't have much, but I have some stuff. I mean, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a Bogwinkle? I couldn't see that. Was that Bogwinkle? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's in here. All right, they're all in here. So this is what started the the fight with between me and Rob. So what happened was I posted the card and then all of a sudden he said that this card's fake and this and that. I'm like, wait a second. All you guys live and die in the sport of PSA. So now Rob is now, uh, he grades cards. I didn't know he graded cards. So he told me that this card's fake. He knows it was signed. So basement, I'm like, wait a second. 
if this card was not authentic, let's just say like an Andre the Giant auto rookie or slab and not slab PSA, what's going to be worth more? The slab. Right. Yeah. The raw card, not that it's not worth anything, but if you can't slab that, it's not worth much. Yeah, and, these, guys, these guys have been uh, the flag bearers for, for many, many, many years. Uh, live and die on that sword that PSA is, you know, right. the, yeah, well, yeah. it's just any uh, common sense. Anything that's great and been authenticated is obviously going to hold more value, obviously. But they live and die on that. The PSA is is the the place to, to get your stuff graded, which, of course, no one here is here to debate that. I mean, that's that's tried and true it's shown on online all the time that we see it gets the highest prices on stuff but um yeah it's just weird that some people will go and say oh this is legit because it's graded and then if they want something that's not you know what they couldn't get it, it's like well it's fake you know i mean pick pick a pick a side of the road and stick to it <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm, I i'm not and of course i'm not defending you on it by any means i'm just kind of showing that that happens a lot throughout everything you know when it comes to the hobby and, I, and I'm a peaceful guy, and I and I and I and I was like, wow, this guy who I bought a lot of cards from, he's blowing me up on Twitter on a card that is. Is, is this a, today, by the way? Was this today? No, this was about six weeks ago. This oh, is I, I'm 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 curious as what uh, what happened today. So we'll go. Oh, we're, well, we're getting the backstory though. Good. Yeah, this is the backstory. This all leads up to today. Or whatever, whatever it was yesterday. So what happened was, so he was saying this court's fake. He was signed in the basement. I'm like, wait a second. You guys all live and die on the sort of PSA grading. This is in a slab. It was graded by PSA. Not only that, you underbidded. You were the you were the winning bid until 10 seconds left. You were bidding on it for $1,000. And then on top of it, you try to trade for the court. So how, how in this world are you coming at me and saying it's fake? And so I'm like, how hypocritical is this guy? I was like, wow. So that's right then and there. It takes, it takes me one time not to really like somebody. And right then and there, I was like, okay, this guy is not a nice person because he could have DM me and said, hey, you know, Dan, maybe this is fake, but I, I like the court. He blew me up on a public forum. And it's a court that he bid $1,000 and he tried to trade for it. So how hypocritical is that? So that was one instance. It really turned me off from him. Another time was that I needed this Jay Strongbow card in, in, in the set, the complete, in the 82 set. And we were talking about it, and he was like, I, I don't know, whatever it was, five $600. It was in really crappy condition, but I wanted to complete the set, so it didn't really matter. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I want it. And then all of a sudden, the next day, he listed on eBay. So I just thought that was, like, so weird. Like, you're talking to me about a card that probably nobody else wants besides me, and then you put it up on eBay. I thought that was a little underhanded. Then another time I posted some cards, he got jealous because then I finished the 82 B, B set and he, all, all he kept saying was, these are my cards. And then he said, all you're good for is lining his pockets. So I was like, wow, that's another rude comment. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? I was like, these are a lot of, there's a lot of jealousy and hatred because what he took 15 years to do, I did in four months. And I just, I, I just saw like a lot of jealousy out of them. And then just a lot of subtle digs. And then I just, then I started like poking around like the other collectors. And I just like heard some like horrible things. And a lot of people don't sell to Rob. Rob's a seller. A lot of, see, that's what all those guys, they really don't sell to each other. So that's when I came in and I made relationships with everyone. Rob, and, and now Rob has no chance at, at finishing. He'll never beat me in those three sets. He has like 80, 85 cards. I have 101. And, and some of the cards, they don't exist. Like I have a, here, let me show you a card that I have. I have a Bruiser Brody. There's only three slabs in the world. Jesus. Unbelievable. Uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Only three slabs. 
One is owned by the guy Mike from Leland's. He'll probably mm-hmm. get it. He's not a seller. Another guy owns it. Uh, it's a Beckett authenticated and then made. So that's a, that's a set buster for the 1982 Series A. Rob has, I think, 34 to 36. He's missing the Bruiser and the Andre. I priced out an Andre. It's about 30 to 40 grand. That's a little too high for me. And then the Bruiser. So I got the Bruiser. So he can't finish that set. There's no way. It's impossible. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And, and then and just another thing, like another guy, this is the type of guy Rob is. He's very petty. Like there was another guy that he was dealing with. His name was Joe Hammond. So Bob, uh, Rob wanted this car. Uh, it was like a Bob Roop auto. It was $100 on eBay. It was a cheap card. So we yeah. messaged Joe. He's like, I'll give you $80. Joe won't sell to him because they had friction in the past. Joe was the, one of the original guys to get all the autographs when he was 15 years old. It was Joe... There's this guy in, in Michigan and then this guy, Alan. Those are the three guys that got a lot of the autos that are in people's collections today. And what happened was uh, Rob texted me and said, hey, listen, can you buy this Bob Roop card? I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a second, this is like a hundred dollar card. Why are you asking me? And I'm like, is there any reason you want this card from Joe? He's like, yeah, I want to buy it so I could taunt him that I have it. And I was like, I was like, I was like, Rob, I can't do that. I'm like, he's just, he's just a very petty I find it very petty and insecure. And what happened was when I ended up being the top guy in the 83 and the 82B. Well, explain to those the people, what does that mean being the top guy? What is it we're talking about, top guy, to those who don't know? I have the full autograph sets in 83 and 82B, the full sets. There's a couple that are not physically possible to get. The Grand Wizard unfortunately passed away in 19, I think, 83 when the set came out with his, with his coordinate. So it's impossible to have that card. There's another card in the 82B, Jerry Blackwell. Uh, no known copies of Jerry Blackwell has ever existed on any pop reports. I'm not saying 100% nothing doesn't sure. exist, but it would depend on some sort of pop report by now. And Rob's been doing this since in his 20s. He told me that there's no, there's no Jerry Blackwells. And then there's another one, a Super Destroyer. A Super Destroyer died, I think, in 1986, and his brother actually signs his Wrestling All-Stars card, and he signs it. That's interesting. Yeah, he signs it like Super Destroyer 2, Super D. So I talked to Rob and other guys. There's no known copies of that. Now, there could be one that's on the forges, but the guy died in 86, and we all believe. So out of 108, uh, it's really only possible to get, I think, 105. 105. yeah, I, I actually have a Gino Hernandez slip too. And that's, that's impressive too. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. That's incredible. So this all leads up to today then, right? So what happened uh, to, or yesterday? That, I mean, So yesterday. So what happened was two days ago, I posted. So I, I kind of realized I wasn't going to finish the full 82A set because Rob had a couple cards and he was kind of holding me hostage with them. He wanted like $15,000 cash for three cards. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get the highest grade possibles, not auto, autographed, and just finish with 32 of the 36. So I ended up with a PSA 7 Andre, 
Dick the Bruiser PSA 10, which is a pop five uh, base card. A Dick Murdoch PSA 9, there's no PSA 10s. And, and the Crusher PSA 8. So I was like, you know what? At least in my head, I'm finished with the set. I don't want to be held hostage for, by Rob and stuff like that. So I posted, I was happy. And, and I was like, oh, I finished the set, 32 out of 36, yada, yada, yada. So yesterday, Rob posts something. What did he say? He posted his 82A set. And he's like, oh, all my cards are, are uh, PSA 7, 8, or 9. They're all slid. And he kind of was passive aggressive with me. And then it just snowballed into like a, like, like a, a Twitter war. And, and then basically, you know, he got a little class list that's some not nice things about me. I went back and forth with him. He like threatened to fight me in a steel cage match for my wrestling cards. He was just, he was just acting out. And I got a lot of DMs from a lot of wrestling people saying that he looked really, really bad. And that, you know, he, he like, like he's the fake king because the wrestling all-stars is the foundation of the wrestling hobby. Those were those eight. It's the 52 top set basically is what it is really. I mean, it's the 86 Fleer, you know? Yeah. And, and to be honest, there's, there's only like, I'd say, I, I don't know the exact amount, maybe like 50 to 60 guys left of that set of the three sets of the 108. You know, you got to figure, you know, they're all in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. You know, in 20 years, none of those, all those guys might be gone. Yeah. I that could rival, like, the 52 tops and the 86 clear. And and I think Rob, unfortunately, underestimated how quick I was going to get these cords and, and have all these relationships. And he's very upset that he does not, he's not the king of the all-stars anymore. And he's really upset. That's why he went right to the 82A and was, like, throwing some shade at me. And he's just very, I just find him very, very petty. And that's and that's where the whole fight transpired. And then he was such a baby, he blocked me on Twitter after calling me all these names. So, like, I mean, he's a 45-year-old baby. That's what I call him. And he's not the king of anything because, like I said, the foundation of this wrestling hobby is 82A, 82B, and 83. And, 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 and it's the base. And in the base, David Pegg, Joey Graven, and this guy Ray from Hawaii, and there's a couple other guys blow Rob's cards away. And then the All-Stars, which he had a lot of autos, I blow them away now. So the king is over, and I'm here. <laughs> dude just dude cuts a promo. I just love it. <laughs> I love it. Tony, what do you got? I'm kind of stirring some stuff in my head, so take it for a minute. No, I, I, I just really not a whole lot to say. I just, I, I don't, I think it's impressive no matter what you, how you look at it from anybody's oh, yeah. perspective. I, mean, I don't care who you are and what you have in your collection. If you have any number of these cards in your collection, whether it be full, partial, onesies, twosies, all, whatever, it's still- PSA 10, PSA 1, authentic, I don't care. Yeah, autographed, I don't care. it's all it's good. It's all impressive to me. I mean, uh, to, for me to go back when I bought these sets, when I first had them and I bought all three sets, I bought all three sets complete for 25 bucks. Um, to have them and then to think- Hmm, maybe I should get them autographs like that. Never would I ever thought they would come to this point. Never. And it's just, it's impressive when I, I see people posting these and granted for me, I get a little bit tired of always seeing the same things being posted all the time. I get it. Uh, but when you start seeing like in the last year plus of like just showing the base cards, so me just kind of throwing them up like this, you know, and just uh, throwing them up. That's one thing. But then now to see that the evolution has gone to like, let's get the autograph versions of those kind of cards would be great. It's like, okay, that now, now it's something different. I'm kind of, that's yeah. kind of cool, man. I, I like that. So to see, my, my hat is off to you, sir, for anybody else out there who goes out there and spends the time, the effort, 
puts in the work and the money, of course, uh, to go out there and to complete their passion, which is just freaking awesome to me. Yeah, I, I, and I appreciate that. I uh, it's just such a I have such a love for the hobby, and and I actually Twitter is just so amazing because some of these guys like I'll probably never meet in person, but I became friends with them. We all shoot the shit with all the cards, and and I like just because I collect wrestling all stars. I like other cards, like I like right. the W that Jamie has I think it's so cool because there's a lot of the wrestlers from the 80s in that set yep. and then and then there's 85 tops like I'll show you another card that I have that I just wanted to show you like I collect the all-stars but I do I have an affinity for Macho Man and, and Miss Elizabeth oh. uh, those were probably like my favorite my was my favorite duo and this is a rookie autograph 85 Opeachy nice yeah dual auto and that's like the only other card I collect so I'll collect dual autos of those two that's you should go back and watch an episode I did uh, on the WTC episodes. Uh, I interviewed uh, child actor Scotty Schwartz, who was the kid who got his tongue stuck to the pole in A Christmas Story. And oh, wow. I, I, I've known Scotty for years and years and years. Well, he was a huge wrestling fan and actually toured around and helped do set up for ring, takedown for ring for WWF back in the 80s and oh, wow. uh, became very good friends with Savage and Elizabeth. So he has like the wedding episode they had where they did the wedding thing and with the, the invitations like that. He has that signed by both of them. He had, I mean, he has tons of stuff by Savage and Elizabeth. And so his stories are amazing. I wonder, would he ever sell something like that? That's something I'd be interested in. No, probably yeah. not, right? That's probably not, but you know, everything has a price. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I always like those two. It's a shame what happened to her. Like, that's another thing that's weird. That's a lot of these people died like early, like Gino yeah. or. Bruiser Brody, he got stabbed by a wrestler in Puerto Rico. They had that that show. What is it? Dark, Dark, side, Dark of side of the Ring. That was. I remember watching that episode. I was like, "Wow!" He, and, and and the guy got acquitted of murder. Right. The guy who killed him. Right. What was it? Jose something? I forget the name. It was one of the invaders. I don't. Yeah. I, I can't remember his his actual name, but yeah. yeah, something like that. That was a crazy episode. And there's just a lot of like, how about how about Kerry Von Erich? The yeah. whole, how about the whole, how about the whole Von Erichs? Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, that's a cursed family. And just a lot of the guys, like, it, it, that's what's so unique about that because a lot of these guys are are just, they're not alive. And, but they're not five years. It's been like 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing I've been preaching about this set forever. Like, I, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, you know, I'm th the cards themselves, they don't do it for sure. me. I respect them, but it's not something I like. The thing with this set is there's so much history here that can teach people about actual wrestling history and how big of stars these guys were and still are based on their name. But even some of the lower talents were like huge superstars in some of these territories back in the day. And that's well, you know, you flip these, you flip these cards over and you just start reading the back of them and you're just like, you know, who knew? And then you can go on YouTube with the wonders of the technology we have now, or you can go on Peacock, WWE Network. I mean, I mean, who knows Billy Robinson? Come on. I mean, who knows? He's got, I mean, come on. Um, yeah. That's the thing. Most, most people don't. And that's one thing these cards can do for people is teach them about wrestling history if they're willing to go back and then learn and then hopefully have more of an attachment to the cards one thing i want to kind of close out that like this this could be a discussion that goes on for a few minutes but i kind of want to close the show out with uh danny you're talking about competition you're talking about how people don't want to sell to each other and that's a huge problem for me i i i do not like dealing with people who are so stuck in their ways that they don't, they don't understand the evolution of the hobby and you got to let stuff go to expand the hobby. Um, you know, 
I, I don't understand the competition aspect of it because you said it. We're, we're like guys in our 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe you're even older. Maybe you're, here. <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe, you're, maybe you're a kid just starting. Guys, this is not a competition. It can be a friendly competition to be like, hey, I got this. And, you know, I'm the number one collector. Like, I like to try to go after all the carry and cross stuff. I think at this point, I am the number one collector of his stuff. But like, so what? If somebody beats me, that's okay. Like, we're all just having fun. We're all connecting with the talent and the cards that we like. Uh, Danny, talk to me about where does this competition come from with this old guard of collecting? And why are they so like, um, I, I've talked to a lot of the guys that you mentioned, super nice guys, even Rob, like I've had Rob on my show. Tony has too. Yep. For the most part, uh, me and Rob have disagreed on trading. I've, I've never been able to get a trade done with him because I think his trading things he's asked for are completely unfair. But that's yeah. beside the yeah. point. He's a, Rob is an OG in the wrestling card space. He deserves the respect for his collection. But what I want to know is why are these guys like so that they're, why are they so grasping on to what their yesteryears of like being the quote the best and not not moving these things? I don't know. I my thing is I think they don't want to lose grip of something, and I think a lot of them are surprised how the prices went up. And the, and the thing with the wrestling all-stars, I'll go back to the all-stars, is it's a very rare set just overall. I think I've heard maybe 2,000 copies of the set in general. It's been talked and, about 2,000, yeah. Yeah. And, and you see like with basketball, like the prison cards, they make so many of them, like Luka Doncic, Prism, PSA 10, there's 20,000. These wrestling cards are so rare and unique, and they should really start selling. I'm not saying sell your best card. Sell like your PSA 7, PSA, because then you bring other guys into the hobby. And what happens is it just explodes because it, I know long term, there is going to this is there's not going to be enough supply for the demand. Because look at the Sergeant Slaughter that's up right now. It's at 6,500. Yeah. Just a random card. Don't get me wrong. PSA 10. You know, it's just going to explode. And God forbid Hulk Hogan. I hope he lives forever because that's my child and a Ric Flair. Yeah. God forbid, you know, this said. You could see every card go up three, four more times easily because with, with all the money debasing now and people are just taking their money and putting it to art, putting it into sports cards. And I think wrestling hits that key group of 35 to 50 where everybody has great childhood memories. And that's where a lot of the money's made and they just plow it into the cards. And this is the premier set. I can't. People have to understand though, too. It's just as, you, I don't like separate. I don't even like separating the two. Sometimes you said art and trading cards as they're two different same things. Same thing. I think the same thing. Same thing. I'm just yeah. I yeah. separated. I mean, but people, but that's some people's mentality is that well, it's just trading cards. It's not a fine piece of art. It's like yeah, it kind of kind of is a fine piece of yeah, art. Yeah, especially when you start getting stuff like what Danny and Rob yeah. and David and some of these other guys and Frankie, like they, they the stuff they have is one of a kind. And yeah. you know, I've like I showed you that I I literally just got this in in today an yeah. autograph oh. like. I'm trying, I'm doing what you guys are doing. I'm trying to go after the signed copies because out of every wrestling card set as a complete set, this is the one set that I just keep going back to. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll sell my doubles if I have them, but I just love them. I love going back and reading the stories, like I said. And here's the difference though. I'm going after these cards. I'm going to try to get as many as I can signed. I'm going to get them graded, blah, blah, blah. I'm having fun doing it. Uh, I, I have a complete set already. So it's not like I'm, I'm just trying to upgrade what I have. But guess what? I know you've got a better collection than me. I know Frankie's got one. I know David. I know Rob. all these guys have better collections to me. It's not stopping anything I'm doing. It's not changing my attitude towards it. And that's what I don't understand why some of these gatekeepers can't have that same mindset. 
and just be grateful for everyone's collection, as we've stated, instead of being such like curmudgeons. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And they and 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 these and cards in general, it's modern day art. And it's like, and you know, like the millennials, they don't, they're not gonna go buy the Andy Warhol. And I'm not saying Andy Warhol's not valuable, but they're gonna go buy the fifty thousand dollar card. It's just it's an evolution now. It's just like with Bitcoin. It's yeah. gonna replace dollar. It's just you gotta follow the trends. And and that's why I like the wrestling overall piece. It's so rare. Even like the Tony Atlas, it's rare. Everything in those sets are rare. And the old guard, they they like to brag what, you know, some of them, not all, but they just don't like to sell. And if they sell a couple cards, you bring another 20 people in, all their top pop cards, they'll go through the moon. Even more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't understand the concept of that. I don't. I'm with you. Yeah, I, just, I wish, like, for me, like, I, I wish there was more support for other people who yes. are who have that kind of thing. Because for me, uh, currently up on Heritage Auctions, I have uh, both a Ric Flair and a Hogan '82 Cosmos cards up there. Uh, oh, those. Yeah, those are those are mine. Uh, so the the '82 Cosmos Hogan is a PSA nine. Only two in the world exist. Mine wow. and David and David Peck's. And the only other one, there's only one ten that exists. But no one's flexing that, that, that piece, you know, out there because it doesn't really, I don't because it's not theirs. You would think that someone would want to go out there and say, like, maybe Baby Peck would want to go out and try to advertise my car because all it does, with how the high it goes, it makes his even more valuable. Yeah, no, you're, you're not, yeah, you're not wrong. Wow, that's a beautiful card. Well, I, I, I have seen him talking about, I don't know if it was his card or your card, but he has been tweeting a heritage auction of some sort uh, of that could be mine card. Then. It no, might have be been then. yours. It is mine but, then. Yeah, but, but even like I've seen David using card ladder. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a modern piece of technology that you right. can use to help your pricing your cards. So again, when I said curmudgeons, uh, Danny, it's like you said, they're not, not everybody is like that. And I'm not even accusing Rob necessarily of being that. I'm just making a blanket statement that the like, you know, to get the hobby moving forward, you got to let some of that stuff go. You have to be fair to people, leave meat on the bone, so to speak. And then Danny, like you said, by doing that, it's going to create more demand less supply and the stuff you do have gets even more valuable but then we circle back around to the like if we're all collectors anyway like you're going to hang on to it regardless so you might as well let other people enjoy it also sure yeah and uh, we all agree i just think some of the cards should be just let go and i i and going back to rob i think rob's thing is he wants to be the best so it's like you know it, it's just yeah i guess he just won't part with certain cards and then he got very upset that what took him 15 years, 15 years, a long time. I outdid him in four months because he couldn't leverage relationships because he burnt a lot of bridges over the years. You mentioned the trading. He's horrific to trade with. He had, when you make a trade, you always, every, when you make a trade in life, uh, every trade has to hurt you a little, has to hurt the person a little. His trades are always like 70, 30, like him. It's like when you walk out of there, you're like, wow, I just got punched in the face like five times. He's a <laughs> with and it's like it turns people off and that's why nobody wants to really deal with him with the big stuff nobody's selling him anything and he knows it I, he knows i'm not it. i'm not gonna tell my story on the on that hogan card because <laughs> I, I i got offered on that i got offered a, a trade deal on that that was um i felt was very one-sided uh was that by uh the former king who abdicated yesterday <laughs> what? yeah i i wish not to repeat who they are oh <laughs> uh, okay yeah, he's yeah, he's he's he makes a lot of like 
I remember one time he, I don't remember, he offered me like four random cards for like a Hogan 82's All-Stars Auto. Like it was like a Lou Albano and it was in horrific condition, this Macho Man Auto card, just like, like some random cards. And I was like, wow, this guy actually thinks this is a good offer. And all his offers, it's always 70-30, maybe even 80-20. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. And that's, like I said, nobody wants to sell him anything big because he doesn't give up his best cards. And if he does, you're paying a lot of money for them and stuff. So, you know, and then, uh, you know, I heard through the grapevine, he sold like, uh, he sold this Vern Gagne that I actually own. Now. That's a real, that would be great. Yeah, I'm going to show you this one. So he, so he sold it to the, the guy Dom. This is a pop, this is the highest pop, uh, one in the pop report. Is the, and it's, That's nuts. Yeah. So what happened with this card was he sold it to this guy, Dom, in like a trade, cash. And he got a Hogan eight back for this card. Dom was chasing the set. Dom had a lot. Dom might have had 90, 95 of the cards. And, you know, he hit the, the brick wall. And before, before he hit the brick wall, he got the burn from him. Rob was holding him hostage with the card. And then eventually he told me he gave him a Hogan eight. I don't know. It was a Hogan eight. And it was for like the burn and maybe another card. The Hogan 8, Rob sold for $12,000 cash. And the Vern's, that's not worth that. So what kind of deal was that? Rob was holding him hostage because the guy needed a key card for the set. That's how Rob trades. So he's not fair. He's not fair with anything. You know what? And, and even the spares that he sells, he's always very high price. But I had to deal with him and call him the king to fluff him up so I could get the cards I needed to complete my set because some cards he had, I couldn't get anywhere else. And that's, that's how it goes. And he's very, he's very bitter and upset that I have the sets and he doesn't and he has no access no way to get the sets and and the king I, I just find his whole king moniker like pretty hilarious he wears this is a joke okay this is a joke he goes out in public and wears on the king like I mean I mean come on he's not you know I don't know maybe he's going through a midlife crisis who knows <laughs> well I'm telling you this is literally because we're gonna wrap it up here but this is literally a real life hobby wrestling match <laughs> you know maybe hopefully one day you know you know he's not afraid to, to face you know, face the ref one other thing i want to throw out as we're closing out um you know Go we ahead. talked about being the best and everybody obviously but like that's the whole point like you know you start buying a pack of cards then you trade then you maybe you move up to inserts maybe numbered auto, like it's all an evolution of your collection from start until you know it's a never-ending journey until you either get out of the hobby or you're dead and I've met and talked to a lot of people in sports cards that have like tippy top collections, like stuff that I would never be able to afford in my life. And they're like the humblest guys ever. Like, yeah, it's a fun, friendly competition, but most of them, like, like they just, they get just as excited about someone else's collection as they do something that they're showing. So I, I, I wish and hope that uh, the wrestling card hobby will start kind of evolving that way in the first place. But in closing, uh, you mentioned that uh, Rob was not fair with his trades. We're going to be completely fair in the aspect of Rob had an open invitation tonight. He's got an open invitation to WTC, to my channel, to Worlds Collide. We'll have him on to maybe we'll have you back on if if we can coordinate it or something. But um, I'm always up for hashing it out, whatever it is. So Me too. Uh, yeah. And, and the last thoughts is I'm available. Just give me a, a few days notice. I'll be available if Rob wants to come back and come back for his throne. 
I'm, I'm around to chat. <laughs> <laughs> the challenge has been thrown down. Uh, this is so all right, Danny, it was a great discussion. Thanks for jumping on with short notice uh, and giving us all this information. And not all, I mean, obviously there's a thing with you and Rob, but I mean, talk about more great information about true collectors and this 82, 83 all-star yeah, set. Yeah, a, so, a lot a lot more can be taken from this conversation than just yeah. whatever beef might be going on. It's like that. There's a lot of information that people can digest just from hearing your journey and, uh, uh, you know, your, the connections and building relationships and, and kind of further educate yourself on how to have fun with this, you know, and just, uh, you know, always leveling up, man. Always leveling up. It's all about the relationships in this hobby. You could have all the money in the world. Gary Vee tried to get into this hobby. And and unfortunately, yeah, Gary Vee has more money than anyone. And, you know, I think I think maybe Rob might have sold them a card and maybe David Peck sold them a card. But he wanted to buy the big, big stuff and they wouldn't sell it. So money means doesn't really mean much in this hobby. It's the relationships that you establish where they, like the, the sellers, sell you the cards. Because, you know, Gary Vee could flaunt a couple million dollars and these guys weren't selling their cards because they know they'll never, ever get them back. Right. Yeah. Danny, let, let everybody know where they can get a hold of you on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're at. Just it, it, promote anything you want. Yeah. My, uh, my Instagram is uh, Danny Andrews, 91483. And then my Twitter, as you know, is, is just straight Uncle up. Danny. Well, Danny. Yep. And we'll put links to that in the show notes. Uh, again, Danny, thanks for coming on. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode. All of us are available as we talked about on social media, specifically Twitter. So if you want to tag us in your latest beef and you want to come on the <laughs> Worlds Collide podcast and have a cage match, so be it. We'll, we'll get it done. But if you enjoyed the, the show today, please subscribe. Tell somebody about the show. We try to be entertaining. We try to be informative. Oh, how we're and, entertaining now. We're the Jerry Springer of the yeah, we, we, We've <laughs> definitely gone into the entertainment aspect now. <laughs> Oh, I, I enjoyed myself tonight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there was no, there's no legit chair shot. You're not somebody's baby daddy. It's all good, man. It's just good. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, please subscribe. Tell somebody about the show and leave us a review if you're liking this. See ya. See ya.